Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Yo! This is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Frankie Stample, I am Greg Sussman. Reggie, what's going on, buddy? Greggie, week five kicks off tonight. We got the Patriots and the Indianapolis Colts. Dr. Ray Cohen on the show a little bit later on. Yes, sir. Talk some injuries, but we'll get to all the football stuff. <laughs> How about them Yankees? How about them Yankees? Ah, pound it out, baby. That was great. From the beginning Let's to the end, man. Screw Oakland. Nah, I don't have anything against Oakland. Whatever. <laughs> I don't, whatever. The Yankees win Friday night. Do you know the pitching matchup? Chris Sale versus Jay Happ? Is that the assumption? I'd imagine that. Because you know I'm going to make my way out to Jersey Friday night. So, obviously, to get throw some shekels down for NFL this weekend. Probably throw something down for Connor and Khabib, too. I'll be watching. Um, and then, you know what? I'll probably put something on the Yankees, too. But is that smart? No. Don't, don't bet with your heart. No. <laughs> you don't think they take the first game? I'll probably just take the over, whatever it is. Makes sense. I can see that. You have fun last night? I did, man. You know, I did. It was great. It was, it was a very fun game all around. I'm going to be honest with you. I was, like, never nervous. I really wasn't. Even the bases were loaded. I was like, I don't feel nervous. No, nah, I was. I definitely was. Really? Yeah. When it was, whatever that was, the fourth inning, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was, we still only had a two-run lead. We, as in, you know, me being part of the Yankees. Yeah. Um... No, two-run lead, bases loaded, two outs. It's kind of a scary situation. And then the very next inning, which, you know, I was surprised that they left Severino in to start the fifth because I think he was already at, like, 80-plus pitches at that point. Gives up the first two hits, and then here comes Batances, who, you know, has been inconsistent at times, but, God, he was awesome last night. He was great, man. He was on fire from beginning to end. I'm not happy, Frank. I'm really not happy. What's up? So, in a league where waivers run every day at noon. The every news, day? Every day at noon. It's kind of weird. Wednesday through Sunday. Still kind of weird, but well, right. well, it was like, a, we used to have first come, first serve. This is a compromise. Though. Waivers will just run every day at noon. Okay. So, like, the big waiver runs, obviously, on Wednesday at noon. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, a couple people put in bids. There's $0 bids in this league. A couple people put in bids, whatever. So, in this league, I own Devontae Adams. And Geronimo Allison. We. Oui. I see that Cobb, Allison, and Adams not practicing today. No, they are not. And Adam Schefter kind of alluded like it could be even longer. I'm like, what? So anyway, I see that. I'm like, oh, God, now I got to go out and let just get MVS. Doesn't really flow very well. No, not yet. No. No, you see. MVS. MVS. We got to come up with MVS. MVS. Or if you did one of these... M-V-S. Exactly. That's a little bit better because R-V-D I know, in the middle. I like that. Got it. All right. So I went to go and get M-V-S off of waivers. Marquez, Valdez, Scantling. This news breaks literally at 11.55. And I'm just like, my dollar bid in for him. Not worried about it. So only one other person bid on M-V-S other than myself. One other person. And I bid $1 again. Hometown Heller bid 9 bucks on M-V-S. <laughs> And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why, did you, why did you do this? You only bid $1? Yeah. Well, then you can't kick yourself for it. I can't. Like, I probably would have bid 5 if I had those guys. But I mean, still, still wouldn't have, have got him. Still yeah. have lost. There's no way I would have been $10. Maybe he really needs a wide receiver this week. So I asked him, I go, $9, really? He goes, I just did it. You at can't a, be mad at the guy. I am. I go, I just did it at 11.58. I don't even know why. Didn't even have a claim in prior. I tried switching it down to 4. Ran out of time. 
And if you would have had the five or six dollar bid in, like I said, if he if he would have lowered, yeah, it. there's but a lot of ifs here, a lot of ifs going on. The good news is, Greggy, the Packers could potentially be without all three of those wide receivers. They're starting wide receivers in Devontae Adams, Geronimo Allison, and Randall Cobb. And if that's the case, they will be starting three different rookies. Who's to say that MVS is the man? Like it could be Jamal Moore, it could be Equinemia St. Brown. If you really, really are desperate and just need a guy to like well, plug hey, and play, well, I, I, oh, I, oh, I have a plug. I and pick play. up one of those guys. I have a plug and play. Don't you worry. Oh, oh. and can we reel it now or is it too early? I'll reel it right so now. Tell me, who, who are you playing? Welcome back to the starting lineup. Oh no, Kenyon Drake. He's better than the other Packer wide receivers to throw in. I think is he? I don't know. <laughs> it's annoying because the other player I could have plugged in. Um, I have Jordan Wilkins, obviously. But the other player I could have plugged in, I'm working on that, is, <laughs> is Chris Hogan. And I, that would have been interesting when he plays tonight. And I can't do that yet. I have a feeling about Chris Hogan. So do I, man. I've got a feeling. So I was thinking about like, who I was going to drop for MVS. Like, Let me just drop Chris Hogan. I was like, you know what? He plays tonight. I got to wait on it. I got to wait on it. So I, I am, and I don't have MVS now. If you were wondering, because I just looked this up, the Packers' snap share throughout the season at the wide receiver position, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, MVS, mm. yes. has played 26% of the snaps, so he's the fourth wide receiver, which means he's the next man up if all three of those can't go. The only other wide receiver who has played a snap mm-hmm. for the Packers is Jamon Moore, right. who has 14% of the snaps, which he played all of last week. Without Randall Cobb. Yeah, so and then once Allison he's got hurt. probably the number two in terms... Like, those are probably the starting wide receivers. If all three can't go, and you're really struggling right now, MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Jamal Moore are probably the starters. Now, this is all speculation, but it is not sounding good for the Packers wide receivers right now, the normal starters. That's all we have on a Thursday. Yeah, again, that, she- that Schefter tweet really scared me um, about Cobb. It was the, you know what? I'm going to read you the exact tweet because I don't want to get it wrong. Um, he said this. Packers head coach Mike McCarthy said Devontae Adams won't practice today due like, to, to a calf injury, neither will Randall Cobb, Hamstring, or Geronimo Allison concussion. Packers down their top three wide receivers today and maybe beyond. And when Schefter says maybe beyond, it like, has a whole different Yeah, like weight. beyond today, like maybe they're out tomorrow. Doesn't mean they're out for like the, the rest of it. Really? Training, I'm, right? I'm being too nervous about that, you think? I think you're reading into that a little bit too much. I, I would, I personally, as the Devontae Adams owner in multiple leagues, like I am nervous for sure. Okay. Like there's definitely a chance that all three of those guys missed this game this week. I wouldn't be shocked. You know, I wouldn't freak out about beyond this week right now. That okay. seems very, very special. I'm not freaking out about, I'm freaking out about this week, basically. Yeah, yeah. As you should be. And as all Devontae Adams owners should be. Unfortunately, we won't talk to Dr. A about Devontae Adams. Yeah. I mean, look, rightfully so. We give, uh, we give Dr. A a list of players, and those are the players that he researches. So, we're, you know, we're not just going to spring this on him. Would be nice. Would be. But not necessarily fair to him. We will ask him about Geronimo Allison and Randall Cobb. Maybe he'll give us an update on Devontae Adams as well. That would be cool. Greg, my rankings are live. What did you want to call the high five thing? You had, like, a really catchy nickname for it. It was, like... The best five? Well, it's supposed, it's supposed to be BFF. Yeah, but you had like an acronym for it. Like, what was the acronym? Oh. It was like Frank's Best Fantasy Five, something like that. Is that what it is? The Best Fantasy Five, maybe. Not Frank's, just the Best Fantasy Five. Best Fantasy Five. BFF. Run that by, Scotty. It sounded better last week. Yeah, I you may, don't like it as much now. I may have had a better tune to it last week. Well, they're live on RotoExperts.com right now. You can see my rankings for free. The BFFs, BFF, Best Fantasy Five are out. That's what, yes. that, was, that was what it was. It was definitely Best Fantasy Five. It's good. I like it. I'm Best back. Fantasy Five. I'm back. All right. Best Fantasy I like Five. like confidence. I'm in. Have you looked at it yet? No. All right. Well, that's not good. <laughs> I didn't want to reveal it. I didn't want to reveal it yet. Uh, other news from today. Joe Mixon back at practice. This is good news rather than some of the injury news we have with the Packers. Yeah, and Giovanni Bernard is not practicing, dealing with a knee injury. So that is um, an interesting turn of events. I know that he's kind of, this has kind of been his schedule the past couple of weeks. Like, he hasn't practiced. They've been giving him maintenance days. Um, And ranking the Bengals running backs this week is kind of hard because I think I have them both inside my top 24 as of now. 
because the over the last two weeks, the Dolphins are allowing the most fantasy points to opposing running backs, and I'm sure last week has a lot to do with that, with James White going off and Sony Michelle going off. Um, but the Dolphins are kind of reeling right now, so this could be a good matchup for the Bengals. It's just, uh, obviously, Joe Mixon will be a lot more valuable if Giovanni Bernard is out, uh, but if they both play, I would say they're probably both more like low-end RB2s or high-end flex options. If they both Whereas pl- if Giovanni Bernard is out, Joe obviously. Mixon is probably like a... Top 15 running back? I have more a little bit more confidence in Joe Mixon uh, than you do. I said that yesterday on the show that I go out and trade for him. I, I trust him a little bit more. Evan Silva tweeted this a little while ago. I thought it was a great tweet. He goes, Bengals pass cashier update. Tyler Eifert out for the year. John Ross, groin, questionable. Giovanni Bernard, knee, questionable. Joe Mixon, leg, questionable. A.J. Green, Xavier Howard, Tyler Boyd. Yahtzee. <laughs> He's going to eat, Greg. He's going to eat. So yes, he is. I will present this to you again. Should I trade Mike Evans in my home league? Mike Evans. I'm going to still say now. Kenny Stills. I'm going to still say now. And Kenyon Drake for Amari Cooper, Tyler Boyd, and Derrick Henry. Should I do it? I'm one and three. Ugh. I need to win. Ugh. No. The other trade I have on the table is Kareem Hunt and Kenny Stills. I give that up to get David Johnson and Julian Edelman. Yeah, I think that's, I, I could do that deal. That's the deal I could do. Is that yeah. now? Are you? You're, Did you do both trades? This is the same league. Yeah, that's crazy. You're changing your whole team. Change my whole team. It's fun. Would you do both? No. Probably not. All right. I kind of need a revamp team. Like I have Sammy Watkins going up against the the Jaguars. I have Keelan Cole. You don't know what to expect from that guy. Chris Hogan. Not playing him tonight. He's probably going to score like three touchdowns. Kenny Stills, he sucks. Mike Williams doesn't play enough snaps. This sucks, man. I'm sorry, man. It's October. It sucks. It's Rocktober. Starts today. What? You know Rocktober? Oh, normally we have like some, for lack of a better term, douche who gives us a thumbs down to start the show every single day. Yeah. It hasn't happened today. Well, Someone's that, probably going to do that. That was stupid for mentioning. <laughs> That, was, that wasn't your brightest decision. Well, whatever. It, it just it gives me confidence that we're doing a good job 13 minutes into the show. Hmm. Anything else, Greg? You're going to pull my rankings at any point? Probably not. I'm going to pull your rankings. I was going to do it after the break. We have Dr. Ray coming up. We have a, a whole lot of show left. We have, we have preview Thursday night football. Are you excited about tonight's game? Mm, I'm not watching it, actually, to be honest with you. Oh, it's a... Uh, I know what it is. Patriots-Colts. Is it like a baking show tonight? No, 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 no. No? You want to know what I'm doing tonight? Sure. So I will be going to the Melrose Ballroom in Long Island City. Oh, gosh. You're seeing some bougie hipster band or something. Uh, try again. Uh, Let's see here. Melrose Ballroom. Bougie hipster band. I, again, not a hipster. Anyway. Probably like Billy Joel or something. Billy Joel is not playing the Melrose Ballroom. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's try again. Uh, oh, you're going to go watch something wrestling. Yeah. We're going to MLW tonight. MLW. Major League Wrestling. <laughs> because the, the, one of their champions uh, is my old camper. Right, right, right. You told me MJF, that. Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Uh, he's wrestling tonight. I like that we just do like three-letter things for everything. Well, it's, it's his nickname now. It's not, I didn't make that up. All right. Uh, so I feel like you kind of M- it No, it's not. MJF was recently on Stone Cold's podcast. Really? Yeah. Oh, so he's kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal now. So we're going to... Um, oh, Simon Gotch wrestles there. A bunch of people wrestle there. Like John Morrison might be there tonight, potentially. Wow, good for you, Greg. So, anyway... Will you be streaming the, the Colts game on your phone? Probably not. Probably not. Maybe. Mm. So, my, he's my old camper, and oddly enough, one of my best friends, I was a, a groomsman at his wedding, um, it, his wife's now, it's her first cousin, so is there like a family relation there? So, him and I are going to support my old camper tonight and, uh, and check it out, supporting independent wrestling. That's cool, man. I'm looking through the roster right now. There's definitely some, uh, there's some interesting... So it's annoying. At the, last, at the last taping, I think, in New York, like Pentagon was there. Dude, if you see Pentagon Jr. tonight... Yeah, I think he's not going to be there, though. I think they already said he's not going to be there. That would be awesome. LaParka is going to be there. There's probably like three people who are watching or listening that know what we're talking about. It's all right, man. We know is what it? we're talking about. Do you, do you Maxwell ask me what... Jacob Friedman. Yeah. Oh, this guy kind of has like an EC3 thing. Yes, exactly. Right he's basically EC3, but smaller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like a cocky, like, yeah. he's wearing a Burberry scarf. That's, his, that's the look. That's kind of a cool gimmick, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Signature move, Southampton's plunge. Yes. He's, uh, he, he's, oh, a, he's like a Long Island douche. That's the character. 
So I like Major League Wrestling supported. It'll be on. Uh, you'll probably see me on TV actually about this because this will. Is, is, this is, is a this tape on TV somewhere. It does on BN Sports. Okay, they show a lot of soccer on BN. Sports. Exactly. So it airs on Friday evenings. So I don't know when tonight's will tape. Um, but I'm obviously going to just like reading through the bio stuff. Like this is so EC3 Pro Wrestling's first one percenter. It says that on there. Yeah. Really? It's like so EC3. That's a little. Ivy Leaguer Maxwell Jacob Friedman enjoys the finer things in life. He did not go to an Ivy League school. That's false. It's fake news. Yo, come on, dude. Sorry. Why are you crushing the uh, I don't even think K-fabe. he says it in his, in his bio. Don't crush the kayfabe. Sorry, man. Are you excited to talk about injuries with Dr. Ray? I am. We have a lot of injuries to get to with Dr. Ray. I want to preview Thursday Night Football as well. And we'll get to your rankings, of course, too, Frank. Uh, Colts and Patriots should be fun. Um, yeah. I feel like it's a hard game to kind of uh, to handicap tonight. Ten and a half point spread. The Patriots always kick the crap out of the Colts. It's true. I saw a few betting trends. Andrew about, Luck never plays well. Yeah, but like the Patriots defense isn't that great. No T.Y. Hilton. This could be a letdown game for the Colts though. Like Andrew Luck's had that monster performance last week. I think they're gonna get rocked. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Kind of leaning with you right now. Yeah. A lot of money coming in on the under right now, actually. We can look about, it down to 49 and a half. We can look about that a little bit later on. Yep. When we come back. Dr. A from Inside Injuries will join us. No more Major League Wrestling talk, I promise. I'll talk to Dr. A. The injury update is next here on the BFFs. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Back with you here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and it's time to remind you that Fantasy Factor is the only DFS site with exclusively single-entry contests. It's a fun and recreational place to play with smaller leagues and flatter prize pools. They have great free promos like Survivors, Super Bowl Squares, and March Madness Bracket Contest. Are you out of your Survivor pool already? Yes. Fantasy Factor's Second Chance Survivor Contest is now registering, so sign up today at FantasyFactor.com. That's FantasyFactor.com. Probably should do that, Frank. Yes, you should. And you. Oh, oh, to jump back in? Yes. Oh, yeah. You're right. Let's do it after this. Yeah, yeah we've been out of the loop a little bit for the past couple weeks for Survivor because, of course... We took the Vikings. Like Against idiots. It's so stupid. Dr. Ray from Inside Injuries. He's, he's not stupid. What's going on, Doc? Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going all right. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. That's fantastic. You know who's not doing great? Green Bay, where all of their wide receivers now injured. Geronimo Allison was oh, concussed. Yeah. Randall Cobb's got the hamstring. All of a sudden today, Devontae Adams hurt his calf. What is the latest on the wide receivers in Green Bay? So Geronimo Allison, uh, you know, uh, grade two concussion. Grade so it's two one. Concussion. Oh. Yeah. So we don't think it's just a simple concussion. We feel like it's a grade two and, um, you know, it's his first of all, and it's a second documented concussion since entering the NFL. So, um, he, this is his actual second documented concussion. So right now we don't think he should come back before week seven. Oh my okay? God. So, and so if he does, he didn't practice Wednesday, not a good sign. Um, and so he's still in concussion protocol. Even if he is cleared to start in week five, um, we feel that uh, he's putting himself at risk. Uh, the data shows that. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, he's still he's going to remain at 24 uh, percent elevated injury risk on the border of high injury risk all the way up to week seven until in our books, he'll be ready to go. So it's not as simple as uh, uh, we feel that it's not as simple as, as many people are saying. So maybe you should trade Geronimo Allison for uh, for MVS, Greggy. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who you know, is a very interesting wide receiver prospect for the Packers because people might not know this. He's six foot four. He made some noise in the preseason. He's extremely fast. So but the only thing with him is he's kind of raw. So I don't know. Take that for what it is. But if you're going to take a raw wide receiver who's extremely big and fast, I guess you're going to want to take him with Aaron Rodgers, right? So that might make the most sense there. Uh, Dr. I wanted to ask you about Leonard Fournette because – as usual, 
Fantasy owners, when they see an injury like this strike and they're sitting pretty at 4-0 and 3-1, they like to have injury optimism. And we get a lot of questions. Should I trade for Leonard Fournette now so I can have him for the long haul? Now, I've seen reports that say Leonard Fournette can be out as far as through their Week 9 bye, so he wouldn't be back until Week 10. Uh, and I have a feeling that you're probably going to somewhat agree with that. Uh, how long is Leonard Fournette going to be out with? Well, so first of all, it is a reaggravation of a hamstring injury, which is always not good. Um, and, uh, you know, even though the MRI, what they're saying showed that injury isn't worse than the initial hamstring injury, the, the fact that it's actually a trick. And so when, uh, so the MRI showed that the injury wasn't any worse than the initial hamstring injury. So when he had the initial hamstring injury in week one, it did heal all the way like it should have been. And now it's re-aggravated all the way back. So there's worsening from when, you know, it healed all the way back, which is actually worse than the original injury because you've hit the muscle twice now in the last five weeks with an injury. And that's for anything that's not really that good. So hopefully I didn't confuse everybody, but he had elevate, he was elevated injury risk at 21% before this uh, uh, injury re-aggravation. So we were watching him. We were watching him. We, we felt that he was at one in five chance of actually re-injuring it, and he did. And now he's at high injury risk and poor uh, HPF. His HTR that we're projecting is week eight, and with one caveat, if he doesn't re-aggravate it or have a setback in practice or anything like that. Otherwise, you could see week nine, week 10, week 11, um, you know, that sort of thing. So the Jaguars do have a little bit of a luxury here because of their record. So um, I would say if I, anything before week eight, I'd be very surprised, very surprised. Yeah, and I actually have TJ Yeldon ranked inside my top 10 this week, Greggy, at the running back position, uh, basically because they're going up against the Kansas City Chiefs who are allowing a ton of receptions and a, a ton of receiving yards to running backs. And that's really where TJ Yeldon can excel. He's actually fit into this offense quite seamlessly. TJ Yeldon, that is. So um, I think that they're going to be cautious with Leonard Fournette. They need him for the long haul. They need him for the playoffs. They need him, you know, to be healthy for that part of the season. I think for the next three to four weeks, you have a borderline RB1 on your hands if you have TJ Yeldon. Yeah, I, a lot of people are high on TJ Yeldon, not realizing or the mainstream has not realized ultimately, I believe he's been a top 12 running back in PPR He's leagues. number 11 overall yeah. in fantasy scoring. So there you go. the first four weeks of the season. So a top 12 PPR running back, as we said, and without Leonard Fournette, that position's going to hold true. You know, I've been a, Leonard Fournette, a TJ Yeldon guy going all the, back to, all the way back to Alabama. So I'm happy for the kid. There you go. Uh, doctor, I want to ask... so old saying that. Happy for the kid. I'm happy for the kid. Well, you exactly. are like, what, 40? 74, yeah. 45? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Doctor, I want to ask you about your Atlanta Falcons and Devontae Freeman, who is back at practice and expected back for Week 5. Um, is this the date that he was expected to return, according to Inside Injuries, and do we expect him to have a full workload in his first game back? Yeah, week five was the time frame. We were sort of concordant with that, and and so we're good. We haven't heard any reports of any setbacks during his recovery, so that's a really good sign. You know, um, you know, in that same knee, he had an MCL and PCL sprain uh, last season, um, and so he, you know, he he's recovered well. He was limited in practice Wednesday, but I think that's only from a precautionary standpoint. And so, you know, he was he right now currently as high at high injury risk, but that's at this moment, right up till game. Meantime, um, that thing, you know, that number should drop down to elevated. Um, again, it's Devontae Freeman um, from this particular injury. He did heal from, but his injury risk will not be at low. It'll be at elevated. He's one. He's going to be an elevated and peak guy. High risk, high reward. Um, so make sure you have an insurance policy because, um, you know, he will still be at elevated injury risk of likely 18 to 19 percent. Reggie, if you're a Devontae Freeman owner, do you think now is the time to try and strike and get Tevin Coleman? Because his to. value yes. is lower than it was, obviously, the past couple of weeks. Yeah, it, 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 so I think it has to be. I think be. it's a smart idea. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I, I completely, completely, utterly agree with you. Google Tevin Coleman now, Devontae Freeman back. This is the time to buy. You don't have a choice about it. Yep. We're talking to Dr. Ray from Inside Injuries. And, Doc, tonight we have the Patriots and the Colts. A couple of major in, injury Issues for both sides here, with Gronk being questionable and T.Y. Hilton being out. Uh, will Gronk play tonight, and how long do we think T.Y. Hilton will be out? 
So T.Y. Hilton is, you know, grade one hamstring. This is the he's got the hamstring injury award for the last four seasons <laughs> because he's at it 2014, 15, 16 and 17 and now 2018. And so um, but the interesting thing is, is that um, T.Y. Hilton had did not have any hamstring uh, issue over the offseason, preseason, anything like that. And so this is a very minor injury. So the good news is that it hasn't been as severe as previous hamstring injuries. So uh, healthy to return right now is week six. So, yes, glad that he's sitting out week five. He should be good to go week six. He's at high injury risk right now. He likely will not get back down to low injury risk. He'll stay at elevated throughout the rest of the year. And if he has one more injury, he will remain at high. So, again, this is like a Devontae Freeman type of strategy that you guys just talked about. You need an insurance policy with T.Y. Hilton. He plays through a lot of injuries, but that does not necessarily help fantasy players because he may play through them, but his uh, performance may not be. He may be on the, on the, on the field, but his performance may not be um, you know, at peak. So I wanted to ask you about Joe Mixon, Dr. A, because uh, he's practicing again today. Giovanni Bernard has not been practicing. So it seems like they just kind of need a running back healthy at this point. I don't know if it's just uh, scheduled days off for Giovanni Bernard. I feel like he hasn't been practicing the past couple of weeks. But all along, I'm pretty sure you guys have said that Joe Mixon should be out longer than week five. I don't have a good feeling about this. What say you about Joe Mixon, Dr. A? This is uh, danger, Joe Mixon, danger. <laughs> if he comes back before week eight, he has, he's, at, he's at 26 to 28% injury risk and re-injury risk. So, um, you know, this is a, you know, way, way too soon if he's, you know, uh, expected to try to come back week five. Um, you know, and uh, this is one of those things where he's so far from the timeline uh, and, you know, um, it's such a disparity between when, you know, the team, when we think that the team is saying he's going to come back versus what our algorithm and data is showing it's week eight guys. And that's it. It's basically that he'll stay, he's at high injury risk until he gets to week eight. That's not good. <laughs> that is not good. <laughs> no. Week eight. That's crazy. It's so far away. Yeah. I know. Cause all <laughs> along they were saying two to three weeks, right. but Inside injuries, when every week that we've had them on, they're saying four to six weeks, right? Closer to that six week yeah. timetable. And yeah, grade three, grade three knee injury, meniscus. It's a meniscus tear. Right. He's a running back, putting a ton of pounding on those knees and ankles. I mean, that is a, a running back meniscus, highly high chance of recurrence and re injury rate if he doesn't get fully healed. We're talking to Dr. Ray from Inside Injuries, and although I didn't get MVS, I did get Cameron Brait, who's on a buy. I spent a dollar on him. James Winston is back, and O.J. Howard is out. How long should we expect O.J. Howard to be out for the Bucks? So grade two MCL sprain, um, not torn, which is great, um, but uh, his optimal recovery time is three weeks, healthy to return week seven. So he still needs a couple more weeks to get that completely done. The biggest thing about tight ends is that lateral movement and blocking and, you know, there's such a big body that MCL needs to completely heal to have that stability at the knee level. And so any pain that he suffers, it's going to really impact him. And so that's why we're recommending week seven, um, not week six. You know, it's interesting. Same injury, I think, Doc, as Evan Ingram. And is it the same timeline there as well? Do you remember? Um, I believe we gave, um, I'm trying to see what we gave Evan Ingram. Um, let me think here. I think we, I think it is the same timeline. Um, I don't have the data in front of me, but right. I do believe it's the same time frame. Both, both had, uh, sprained MCLs in that knee. I believe it was both grade, grade two, uh, neither tore their MCL. Evan Ingram, uh, working his way back. This will be a second missed game. We'll see if he can, um, Start practicing next week. Ultimately, come back uh, a week later. We'll see. Yeah, I think I feel like the timetable for Evan Ingram was two to four weeks, right? And that sounds like kind of similar, a similar yeah. timetable that Doctor A is giving us here now for OJ Howard. Uh, Doc, I want to ask you about Will Fuller. This actually just came out eight minutes ago that his hamstring is quote not bothering him at this stage of the week. Uh, but you know, this was something he dealt with in the preseason. It's something that forced him to miss week one. And then now he play he he's performed well in weeks two and three. And then this past week he actually re-injured it and didn't come back in the second half. They said he could have returned, but they're being cautious with him. Uh, it kind of seems like it's one of those situations where maybe they should let him sit out until he's completely healthy. 
And there are a lot of implications here because people picked up Kiki Kute, who is the next wide receiver up in Houston. Uh, so there are a lot of implications here for both him and the owners who picked up Kiki. Uh, what should we expect out of Will Fuller in week five? Yeah, we've always had Will Fuller at high injury risk. Uh, he was before this injury and re-aggravation. Based on all the data that we have on him, he was high injury risk. He was at he was at peak health at the time, but he was at high injury risk because he's a wide receiver, multiple previous hamstring and knee injuries. And so the biggest thing here is is that it's a grade one hamstring. It's not a grade two, thank God. But because it's a, he's a wide receiver, we have a two week optimal recovery time. So it's really an HTR week six. So if he does play in week five, uh, look out for another one of these. You know, reaggravation of the hamstring because um, high injury risk right now. I don't even want to tell you guys what we have on the percentage for high right now, but it's 47% if he plays in week five. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. Uh, while we're talking about wide receivers with hamstrings, we've had T.Y. Hilton, we have Will Fuller, we also have Sammy Watkins. Doc, maybe this is like a two-part question. I'm going to go two different ways here because why do wide receivers so often pull their hamstring? Like, is there something that they can do better to prep themselves so that we don't get these hamstrings week in and week out? It feels like every single week we have five different wide receivers who are pulling their hamstrings, coming up lame, leaving games because of a hamstring strain, uh, missing games because of a hamstring strain. Do we expect Sammy Watkins yeah. this week because he left early on in that game on Monday Night Football? A lot of people were depending on him. He gave us a zero. And now this week he goes up against the, uh, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars secondary, which is a very, very tough secondary. Even if he plays, I don't think he's going to be you know, all that valuable. Yeah. So to answer your first question. Uh, I've always said, and Greg knows this, um, you know, hamstring injuries for wide receivers yep. are, is, is the biggest, biggest issue. And it's their no pun intended Achilles heel. The biggest reason why <laughs> is because they go through, they go to zero, they go zero through 60 and to initiate that movement. It's all hamstrings. When you see them on the line of scrimmage and the, the ball is snapped and they initiate that first movement, guess what muscle? is used. It's the hamstring muscles to, uh, to lift the knee up and start going as fast as they can. They do a lot of running and the, and that initial movement is all hamstring. And so in cold weather, if they're a little bit injured, if they're not completely stressed out, uh, stretched out, or just sometimes it just happens, you know, uh, that's why it's, it's the hamstring and they're hard to come back from for wide receivers. That's why, uh, like for example, Sammy Watkins, grade one hamstring strain, just a, a grade one. It's not a grade two or three. It's fine. However, it is so sensitive to a wide receiver. We have to have a two-week optimal recovery time. So week six is probably the way to go. But he's always been an elevated injury risk. You guys know Sammy Watkins' history. We know all of the wide receivers and you know their data in the NFL. He's at high injury risk right now and likely will stay there now because this is probably the sixth or seventh injury he's had over the last 12 months. And, you know, it, that's just what our algorithm is saying. So week six, healthy to return, but he will remain at high injury risk. So it's another one of these guys where, you know, you could, you know, I keep kind of referencing Devontae Freeman's uh, strategy here, but um, it could be one of those things again. You know, it's amazing. We buy Sammy Watkins every year. This is the year he's going to stay healthy. This is the year the breakout's going to happen. He was, being, he was valuable. Sure. He was putting up numbers. And then the same thing happens it does every year. He gets hurt. But it's not normally a hamstring injury for him. But I <laughs> get it. It's, it's been Sorry. like everything else. Come on, dude. It's annoying. In, leagues where, in, in the league where I'm 1-3 and three and I own him, I might just shop him just to see what I can get. I'm not saying sure. that everybody should do that. But based on his name value, you might be able to get something for him. Makes sense to me. 100%. One last player to ask you about, Doc. It's Adrian Peterson. Uh, what's the latest on him? Yep. Okay, so very quickly, grade one ankle sprain. Um, you know his complete history. He didn't practice Wednesday, which is not a good sign. Uh, he was high injury risk before this injury, and now he's still at high injury risk, 49%. So he, it's two-week optimal recovery time. He should be back week five, but... I would not, t uh, you know, we're recommending that you should trade him because, um, you know, he's at a 49% injury risk and he'll only go down to a 40 to a 39%, always going to be high, high risk, high reward type of player now. And I think this sets up for a big Chris Thompson, Chris Thompson game regardless game, yeah. because they're going up against the Saints in the Dome. I believe Drew Brees is chasing history. Uh, the Saints are also big favorites in this game. It's going to be a lot of back and forth. Uh, the, the Washington could be trailing. So I think it sets up for a big Chris Thompson week, Greg. I think so, too. I think it's going to be a massive, massive Chris Thompson week. Adrian Peterson banged up. Again, they're going to be trailing, trying to come back. And I love Chris Thompson this week. Yep. Dr. Ray, Inside Injuries, thank you so much for joining us. We'll do it again next week. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. You as well.
That's Dr. Ray from Inside Injuries. We will take a break when we come back. Thursday Night Football Preview. We'll dive into Frankie's rankings. It'll be fun for the next 20 minutes or so. Stick around. More from your BFFs right after this. There's only one place to listen to the best fantasy advice, and that's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. By downloading the FNTSY Radio Network app, you'll be blessed with having the top fantasy experts right in your pocket. You'll get award-winning and entertaining programs like the Roto Experts. Let's cock-a-doodle do it. Fantasy best friends forever. Yo! Carton and friends. Yeah, buddy! And so much more. You feel what I'm saying? Download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app now and take the most trusted fantasy experts with you wherever you go. We are back here with you on the Fantasy Best Friends Forever, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Frank Stample, Greg Sussman hanging out on a Thursday. What is this? I don't know. Bono, what is this? Fat Boy Slim, weapon of choice. I only know one Fat Boy Slim song. That's probably the one that I know. Yeah. Praise you like I should. That one? Sure. You do not know that one? I probably know it. I just don't. I can't recognize it based on how you're singing it right now. Praise you like I should. Sounds, sounds familiar. See? Anything? Nah, it's cool. There it is. I knew it was coming. Oh, yeah, it is. Everyone knows this. That was the opening. All right, I'll wait for it. This great. You hit us with some car wash hands. Coming. Right now. We've come a long, long way together Through the hard times and the good Karaoke Thursdays I have to celebrate you, baby I gotta praise you like I should There you go! Head on over to DailyRunner.com It is the industry's leading fantasy, daily fantasy site that has produced seven separate FanDuel and DraftKings million-dollar tournament winners and millions more in smaller prizes for countless subscribers. Once there, if you click on Go Premium, you can use the same Daily Fantasy Line Optimizer and has helped daily customers achieve such remarkable success. And if it's sports wagering that you're into, click on the new sports betting tab where you'll be able to use the same tools that have produced all those daily fantasy winnings for money line picks, picks against the spread, game totals, and player props. Go to dailyroto.com and enter FNTSY for a special discount. It's dailyroto.com, the industry-leading website where millionaires are made, literally. Rankings, Greggy. You want to do rankings before Thursday Night Football? Right. Let's get into rankings. Let's do it. It is week five here. In the NFL, the National Football League. Frankie, where do you want to start? Quarterbacks? That's where you normally start, right? Sure. Or you want me to, or you want to do the BFF? The BFF's BFF. Uh, whatever you want. I'm going to do the quarterbacks. Okay. All right, we'll start with the quarterbacks. Your number one quarterback this week is Big Ben Roethlisberger. That's kind of where everybody has him in a tasty matchup against Atlanta. The first time in since week one, I believe, uh, in a league where I have Patrick Mahomes and Ben Roethlisberger... I'm starting Big Ben. I'm doing the same exact thing in a league where I have both of those guys. It's actually the Flex League. Uh, I think it makes sense. Patrick Mahomes going up against the Jaguars. I think we expect a big game out of the Steelers and Big Ben. This is a borderline must-win game for them. Uh, they're at home. We know the home road splits uh, out of Big Ben. The Falcons defense has allowed the most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks over the last two weeks. Greggy, this game has a total of 57 and a half points. A lot of points. That is the highest total of the year this point in the National Football League. So that makes my number two quarterback, Matt Ryan. Makes sense. Matt Ryan, that game is going to be one you want to stack in DFS and one that you want to just pour in. Are you taking the over in that game, by the way? That's a lot of points. That's I mean, you probably though. should. You sure. probably should, but that, of course, that's the public perception. And I probably... I love Frank's so against public perception these days. Like no, his, I mean, that's his new thing, by the way. Not necessarily. That's the big new thing. No, because, I mean, look, I consider myself part of the public. I'm not a professional better by any means. Yeah, I'm not throwing $50,000 know. on any game, so... You didn't lose $18,000 on the public bills? likes to bet overs, generally. Of course. Nobody wants, to, nobody wants to root for an under. Yeah. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't touch it. I, I don't know that I'd touch the game. I think, actually, like, the bet there in that game, if you wanted to touch the game, is I would take the Falcons' money line. Falcons to win the game. 
I can see that. The Steelers' defense is bad, as bad as it is right now. I can see that. I'm cool it's with that. It's just a matter of, do you think the Steelers back against the wall, their backs are against the wall so much that they just come out firing and they just, like, trounce the Falcons? I don't know that that happens. It's probably a close game regardless. Okay. Um, going back to your rankings here, I'm trying to find something that's interesting. So you have Aaron Rodgers at number 10, and I was reading something on Twitter with all of his wide receivers out. Is Aaron Rodgers a must-start? Would you consider moving Aaron Rodgers down if all three wide receivers are out? I would, and the Detroit Lions secondary, um, and their defense specifically, has been very good the past couple of weeks. Even in that first week, it looks on paper like they gave up a lot of points, like their defense played terribly, but that was really Matthew Stafford turning the ball over a ton and putting their defense in bad positions on the field. Plus, the Jets scored a ton um, of points on defensive touchdowns and special teams touchdowns. So, you know, the the Lions defense has actually been pretty damn good. And if Aaron Rodgers is without his top three receiving options, I have him at 10 right now. If all three of those guys don't play, I could see moving him down to like 13. I can see that too. Moving Stafford, Kirk Cousins, and Blake Bortles all ahead of him. You wouldn't move Luck ahead of him? No. Okay. I have Andrew Luck at 14. He's right behind Blake Bortles. Like, he's done, he did enough last week to like get back in my good graces somewhat. Like, I've moved him up. But again, how much can you like a guy when he's missing T.Y. Hilton? We think that this is kind of a trap game. Like, he's going to be playing from behind. They can't run. So, like, he's going to have to throw. And I think he's a high-end QB, too. But I just think those guys right ahead of him, like Blake Bortles uh, is in play for a great matchup here against the Kansas City Chiefs. We know that in games that Leonard Fournette doesn't play, Blake Bortles is fantasy gold. Uh, and going up against the secondary, that obviously only helps. Kirk Cousins... You can't run the football against the Eagles' defense. Like, the way to attack the Eagles' defense is through the air. And the Vikings have great wide receivers. We just saw that a week ago on Thursday night when they played against the Rams' defense, which is a very good defense, and Kirk Cousins still managed to light them up with his weapons. So, Bortles, Cousins, and then even Stafford, who now the, the, the Packers' secondary, I know they did better against, uh, against Josh Allen, but I still overall don't trust them. And Stafford has enough weapons to the point where I like him. Like, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, and Golden Tate. I like all three of those quarterbacks better than Andrew Luck. I'm very surprised. I guess I'm not surprised. I was staring at it and see where I would pass him. Um, is Blake Bortles, right? Not that he's low, right? He's number 13. But I thought he'd be wind up being a QB1 this week. Because the tastiest match I've seen some people rank Blake, Bo- rank Blake Bortles ahead of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, so that was actually what I was comparing. And Mahomes still makes your top six the toughest matchup you could possibly have. Interesting. Yeah, and, and I'm higher on the consensus than him, but if you look at the players that I have just behind him, right? Tom Brady, what has he done to really inspire confidence? Right. Deshaun Watson, he's had a few big games, but he's been inconsistent. And the Cowboys' defense is actually pretty damn good. Uh, Jared Goff, like maybe that's the one that you can argue should be higher in my rankings. I have him ninth, but like in an NFC West matchup against the Seahawks in Seattle where their defense has played better this year at home, obviously, uh, when they have the fake... 12th man or whatever it is. Um, I think he's adequately ranked at nine. So uh, the only guys that I like more than than Patrick Mahomes this week are Rivers, Cam Newton, Breeze, Ryan, and Roethlisberger, and it's just based on the matchup. Do you, ha- do you think I have Mahomes ranked too high? I do. I do, ultimately. If you own Patrick Mahomes and Blake Bortles, who would you start? I, I think I want to start Blake, man. Greg, you were the one who just ranted to me early I in the know. week. Don't start yeah. bad players You're in right. good matchups. You're right. You went on a rant. I'm saying you're right. I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. I, that's a stupid thing. I'm, I'm being wrong there. Good call. You're right. You're right. Let me get to the tight ends. Cool? Yes. So let's say, I usually say the running backs and wide receivers for tomorrow. Can I do half or you want me to do PPR or standard? Uh, probably standard, but it doesn't matter. I'm not doing standard. Nobody plays standard. Um, I'm gonna go. well, only we do in a league together. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, not by choice. It's the only one I was invited to. Um, we'll, we'll, go, <laughs> we'll go to the PPR and... Jared Cook, a top three tight end in the consensus. Well, Frank has it and everybody has it. Why? Jared Cook's number one tight end in fantasy football through the first five weeks. The first four weeks. Number one. Numero uno. He's the best. And he has locked in that role as being the number one or two option in the Oakland offense. You don't want to say you can trust Bigfoot, but it certainly seems like he can. Yeah, he's the number one tight end. As you've mentioned, he's top three this year in terms of tight end targets. Um, He has 35 targets on the season. So, yeah, at this point... Look, if Gronk plays tonight, if I had both of these players, like I would still play Gronk. There's no way I'm playing Jared Cook over him. But I think outside the top three tight ends, Kelsey, Ertz, and Gronk, Jared Cook is the next man up, which is absolutely crazy to say. But 
Um, that's the way that John Gruden and the Raiders offense is choosing to attack defenses, right? Amari Cooper, his usage has been inconsistent. His production has been inconsistent. Um, and I, I just feel like Jared Cook is going to continue to be the target monster uh, for the Oakland Raiders offense. So I trust him in this matchup against the Chargers. I don't, I don't see why there's any reason not to, to be honest, which means he's probably going to give you like yeah. three for 20. I'd, I, I'd assume so. I'd assume so. Do I have Jared Cook ranked too high? No, I don't think so. Too reactionary? No, I'm in. I'm in. Totally. I think you can move Jimmy Graham up if none of these Packers play. Jimmy Graham's going to move up. You have Gronk the highest of anyone I've seen this week. You have him inside your top five. I'm sure people weren't sure he's going to play tonight. Um, I guess you're expecting a big game if he does. This is just the Gronk ranking, right? Like, if he plays, where would you, like, would you rank him any differently? Like, I guess based on the information we have on the Packers right now, if you wanted to rank Jimmy Graham ahead of him, you could do that. But then, like, Jordan Reed can have a fine game. Does he have as much upside as Rob Gronkowski? Probably not. Um, Eric Ebron, I think, can have, again, can have a very good game tonight. He's my seventh-ranked tight end against the Patriots, and, and you know, the Colts are banged up with T.Y. Hilton. So I think Eric Ebron's in, in play for another nice game here, uh, but it's just, it's it's the Gronk ranking. Like, if you if you own him, like, you're not going to start any of these guys over him. No. As long as he plays. Obviously not. Yeah. Uh, good Jordan Reed game. We mentioned Chris Thompson. Why it could be good for him? We like, really like Jordan Reed against New Orleans. I think it makes a lot of sense. Ebron tonight, no Jack Doyle. George Kittle getting back in the circle of trust inside the top 10. Um, I'm surprised you have Vance McDonald only at number 10 in the great matchup against Atlanta. Yeah, it's just that his targets have been consistently five. Like, that's the past three weeks. Five, 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 every single week. So I you know, know. you're going to get out of Vance McDonald. That's you're going to get five targets. That's actually today's fact in the FanDuel hurry up. So there you go. We're yeah, on the same yeah, page. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing is like, how much more can you like him than that? Being the 10th ranked tight end if he's only going to get five targets. The way to attack Atlanta, obviously, is passing the ball to the running back a lot. So I think we see a lot of James Conner receptions in this game. And they've been absolutely torched by wide receivers the past few weeks. Um... They're allowing the most fantasy points to wide receivers over the last two weeks. So I think we get a lot of Antonio Brown. I think we get a lot of Juju. And Vance McDonald's just going to get his five targets. What he does with those, hopefully a few of them are inside the red zone. He could score a touchdown. Uh, that's what would make him a tight end one this week. So I have him at 10th. And I can't see him moving, moving him ahead of any of Kyle Rudolph, George Kittle, or Eric Ebron. Uh, just because it seems like those guys, those players' respective roles in their offense is more cemented than Vance McDonald. Makes sense. Makes sense. 844-843-6879. Let's sneak in a call before we have to sign off you too, Frankie. Yep. That is Fred in L.A. What's up, Fred? Hey, greeting, guys. How's it going? What's going on, man? Uh, I have a training question. Uh, I'm a Fournette owner, and uh, I got offered McCaffrey but uh, in a package deal, so he wants Fournette Edelman for McCaffrey. Uh, do you want me to run down my lineup, or is that Just give us, what would What would your wide receivers be if you trade away Edelman? Thielen, Cooper, Crowder, and Nimwa. You'd want to keep Edelman, but I, I think you have to make this trade. I think you have to make the deal. Uh, who Get your, rid of Leonard Fournette. Who are your running backs now without Leonard Fournette? It would be uh, Hunt, Breida, and on Johnson. Yeah, I'd do it. I'd do it, too. In PPR, Christian McCaffrey is a, a borderline top five running back, so you can yeah. just wash your hands of Leonard Fournette here. I know it kind of sucks because yeah. you've waited four weeks to get Julian Edelman back, but I think you have to make this trade. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Yeah, I was leaning that, towards that side, so that definitely – I'll hit the button right now. Do it. Good luck, man. 844-843. Thank you, man. 844-843-687. Now we'll sign off YouTube right now. The Fantasy Football Frenzy comes your way next but we go to the top of the hour, no doubt about it. If you're listening on the podcast, make sure you subscribe. Give us five stars. Leave a comment. I read them all, and we appreciate it very, very much. Five minutes ago, Frank, Thursday Night Football tonight. Colts and Pats, 10-point favorite are the Pats. It seems too large, but maybe that's the point. Yeah, 10.5-point favorites. It's, you know, you hear this from a lot of, uh, you know, I've been listening more so to, to Gabe's shows. He has the professional betters on. Uh, obviously, great, great work from him and, and all of his guests. And they, it's something that they consistently say is it's hard to lay double-digit points in the National Football League. And that's how I feel, right? Like, the Patriots can easily be up, you know, 28-14 in this game, but you just always have to fear for that, that backdoor cover. Scoring a field goal late, scoring a touchdown late to make this game, you know, 28-21, to make this game 31-21, something like that. 
just to, 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 to make that backdoor cover happen with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the spread's been actually bouncing between 10.5 and 10, so you're seeing money come in on the, on the Colts, and then it goes down to 10, and then people are like, okay, let's get it back up, and it's going to the Patriots side. Honestly, I don't want to touch the spread, Greg. If I, if I had to choose something tonight, I would take the under at 49.5 points, which I know we've seen some big scoring games on Thursday Night Football, especially the past couple of weeks. But I could just see this being like a trouncing, like, you know, again, if it's 28-21, like that gets you at 49, like right there, or like 28-17, like I could see a score like that tonight. So I'm taking the under. But to be perfectly honest, I don't like anything about betting tonight's game. Like the line, the total, I don't like it. Greg. I'm going to take the Pats. I'm going to take the Pats with a 10-point as a 10-point favorite. I, I get it's a lot of points, and I get it's probably too many points. They always crush the Colts, man. Yeah, they and no T.Y. Hilton tonight. Like, this sets up for a big Pats night. I'm just, I just worry about that backdoor cover. If I had to choose one, I would take the Pats, but I, I don't feel... I'm not very confident in that pick. I'm also not going to go under. I'm gonna, no, I don't like going under. No one likes going under. Cheap! Uh, the public! You, you hate the public. It's amazing. <laughs> no, I don't. For someone that considered himself a man of the people, you hate the public. A man of the people. Are there any props you like tonight, by the way? As of now, there's no there's no props. There's no there's no props on the FanDuel Sportsbook. I'm sure you could find props. Well, at FanDuel Sportsbook, I know the guys on, on Carton and Friends were talking about it this morning. Corey, all over Chester Rogers. Chester Rogers to score a touchdown. Let's see what that is because anytime well, ever since Corey started score, talking about it, the odds went down. They said Chester right, Rogers plus three thirty tonight. Lay a little bit on that. A little go. a little twenty piece on Chester Rogers. He's been all, He's been all over. He likes Chester Rogers more than he likes Eric Ebron and more than he likes Ryan Grant. There are two players that are favorites to score touchdowns tonight, Greg. Rob Gronkowski? No. Really? Um Sonny Michelle? Yes. Nope. James Eric White. Eric Ebron is plus two hundred to score touchdown. James White. James White and Sonny Michelle. That's that's very reactionary. James White and Sonny Michelle. I can see Michelle getting Sonny the end Michelle zone tonight. Sonny Michelle makes sense. James White is very reactionary. I don't know that he gets in the end zone with uh, with Julian Edelman back. If Gronk's out, maybe yeah, maybe James White could get in. But what's if, the um, if Gronk and Edelman play? I don't know if James White gets. Let me, in ask, the end let zone. me ask this: What's the Chris Hogan line? Plus two fifty. So you're still not getting great. So Chester Rogers' value is better than Julian than Chris Hogan. Yeah. And Chris Hogan's ass may not get off the bench tonight. Shout out to Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. I'd rather put money on Chester Rogers to score than Chris Hogan. It's crazy as it sounds. I agree with you. Even Ryan Grant. I'd rather put money on Ryan Grant at plus 290 to score rather than I would Chris Hogan. Corey, I know you're talking about this later. Are you going to actually bet on Chester Rogers tonight? Yeah, he is. Okay, I'm good. He put his money like where it. his mouth is. I like is. it. Put, put, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, you put a couple of shekels on it and you can come in and make it rain this weekend. <laughs> Nobody spends shekels anymore. No, nobody spends shekels. Maybe, maybe you know, whatever. Maybe you go to Juventus. That's, that, those are the players that play for that team. That's who spends shekels. Oh, gosh. Did you, did you see that on Carton Friends this morning? No, no, I didn't. But I can, I'm putting things together in my mind. Kenyon Barner, plus 700. Score tonight, Greggy. I'm out. You're but, out on that. The Fantasy Football Frenzy is up next. No gym day today. It's Corey Parson and Chris Ventura for Frankie Stanfield. My name is Greg Sussman. Thank you so much for watching and listening to the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We hope. hope.